Today's episode is sponsored by Zondervan. Mm. That's right. Zondervan oh, Publishers people. Goodness. They're sponsoring Doctrine and Devotion. Of course. You know why. Because they are, they're cool and we're cool and that, cool people hang out. That's right. We in the club. Oh, we're finally in the club. <laughs> in the club. Oh, man. Now, listen, um, they are, they're sponsoring the podcast. We've got them. They're sponsoring us for the whole month. But what we really want to talk to you about this week is the NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible, General Editor D.A. Carson. You guys are going to be able to pick that up. We want you to check it out. We'll tell you more about it later. But for now, remember this. What is BiblicalTheology.com? Mm-hmm. Ooh, they should tag that on to their commercials. No, that's what, but it's going to be part of ours. Okay. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Now, somebody was saying... Oh, here we go. ...that, uh, here we that go. they don't like listening to the podcast, uh, like to listen to other podcasts, because what they like to do with other podcasts is they like to put it on like like times one or double the speed or whatever, so they can get all the information in a shorter amount of time. Okay. And they don't like to do that with our podcast. Well, yeah, that's, of course, of course. No, the reason they, don't, they, they want to do it, but they can't do it, it yeah. because we talk too fast. No, no, no. I know exactly why it is. Why? Because a podcast like ours has to be savored. That, that's what I, that was my response. Sweetly. That was my response to it. Yeah. Yeah, he was saying, he was saying, no, 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 uh, you guys talk too fast, and he doesn't like it. Well, uh, that was, that's what I explained to him. Like, no, 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 no. listen, you those other podcasts, podcast like listen, this. if we were just giving you content, if we were just nothing but content, like a commentary, then fine, you could do that. But this, there's a culture here, mm-hmm. you know? We are a cultured people. This is a cultured podcast, right? Cigar cultured. Cigar culture. So, Perfect cultured. Um, so I'm, we're going we're gonna to try and slow it down. Ready? Okay. That's enough. All right. So now, yeah, back we're to done normal. with that. Yeah, because that didn't work at I, all. I didn't, I didn't like that at all. So, Joe, we're at the cigar shop. Again. Again, because we could smoke here. We're recording. It's uh, it's a good Tuesday night. Weather's starting to kind of, it's been a little hot. Muggy. It's, been, it's been gross. It's yeah. my beard all frizzy. I got to put this special conditioner in it, and I got to mm. get a flat iron out, and I got to flatten it. Oh. I got to get hairspray. No, I don't do that. I'm about to say, like, <laughs> when's the last time you actually bought hairspray? For real. Last time you bought hairspray. What year was it? I don't know. And why was it 1880? It would have, it would have been in the 80s, that's for sure. Um, yeah, man, when I had yeah, long hair. When was hair. the last time you bought hairspray? Yeah. 80s. Yeah, for sure. Oh, when did you give Aquanet. up? When did you, when, did you, when did you give up? Uh, well, I, sh- I had it long, mm-hmm. and then I shaved it bald to go to Moody. So wait, you're saying in that you went to Moody in the 90s? 92. 93. 90, 93, okay. I shaved so, it bald. So that's when you said, oh, man, I can't go with this like horseshoe thing going on. No, I wasn't balding yet. I was uh, thick hair. I shaved it bald because they said, I, Moody said I couldn't have long hair. So I shaved it bald. And then they said, you can't shave it bald. And then he said, well, there's nothing I could do now. Well, I said, why not? That guy, that professor right over there has a bald head. And they go, yeah, Dr. Sims is black. He's allowed. I was like, wow, what does that have to do with anything? Did they actually say that? <laughs> yeah, they, that's exactly what they said. Okay. I'm like, all right. All right. Okay. See, that's black privilege right there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm pretty sure... The African Americans would what? would rather change the privileges. <laughs> okay, but can I at least have the, the 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 bald privilege then? Can I have that? They would happily okay, give well, that fine, to you. Okay, we'll trade. I'm down. Just if you, for, gave, not, not if for you gave all your for, white privilege for a weekend though, just for a weekend. I'm not playing around with that. No way. No, I'll stay in too. You know what? <laughs> I'm not going out. Bible thumping wingnuts going to have a, a oh, field day man. with us now. Here you are, social Marxism at its best. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a uh, 
those guys they, like there's like a little club of like haters they like they all like they're like all together all like three of them all yeah but well, their network yes they are they have, a they, have a, they have a global presence a global yes they have a network oh, so. um so anyways guys uh we're here and you know something happened this week oh yeah something jimmy, happened today jimmy it was okay it was today and jimmy's was like today. let's talk about this on the podcast yeah because you yeah. kind of have a man crush on Tom Rainer. Oh, yeah. dude, Tom Rainer is amazing. He gets it. He gets it done. Not just gets it done. He's like, I think you've mentioned it before, and I agree with you. <clears throat> he's the elder statesman of the SBC. I, I think I said he's the grandpa. <laughs> I think I said he's the grandpa. He's the Gramps. No, I'm gonna go elder statesman. But but I said Gramps. Elder statesman. We love you, Gramps. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Happy retirement, Gramps. Grandpa Tom. No, man. So Tom Rainer uh, was. The president, president yep, of Lifeway. Lifeway. Yep, uh, that's a huge responsibility. I was actually there when he got the job. I, I was. Uh, oh, you voted him in? No, no, no. They brought me in. They brought in some bloggers to kind of uh, talk about it and like take notes and live blog it. So they brought him in, and he. That's when he became the president. I was there with Tim Brister. I think Tim. Yeah, Tim Brister and these other guys were all there, and I started asking him questions about Calvinism. He was. He didn't appreciate it. <laughs> no, he, he's like, "Why are you but harpooning he's, me?" He's like, "Will you just leave me alone, dude? I'm just trying to like put out good." I'm material. trying to win this election. Yeah. Well, you know, he was appointed. I think he was appointed or something. But anyways, um, Tom's been at it for a long time. And if if you don't know Tom, most of you do. If you don't know Tom, Tom specializes in helping churches, yeah. helping churches get healthy, to it. function biblical, biblically, and um, you can check him out on tomrainer.com. We, we should probably hire him for revitalites. Oh, I don't need any help. That's my thing. No, no. I mean, come on now. Yeah. I mean, you're filled up. Now we need yeah. to bring him in and well, offer. You got to ride my coattails like you do? Oh, no, no. no there's you... no room, Tom. No, no, there's room. <laughs> Tom's <laughs> about to surpass you. <laughs> no, on my coattails. Oh, no, no. He's he got to jump over you. No, stop. It's easy, though. Are you telling me if people had the choice between Tom Rayner and you that they'd go for you? It depends on what, what the choice is all about. The, the choice is about success and efficiency. Well, yeah, that definitely got to be Tom. <laughs> that, that's, but, you know, if you're talking about tattoo culture, it's like, oh, they're going to choose me. So it is. So. So, so what Tom, happened with Tom? Okay, so he, he quit like a quitter. No, he did not. <laughs> he stepped down. Uh, you know, must have said, been a scandal. He'll he'll no, must no have been scandal, something bad. Really, no bad issues, nope. nothing at all. Um, he is will help with the transition. He'll stick around for uh, whenever the new person's appointed. Help them right. get set or a year, whichever comes first, right. kind of a thing. But no, I mean, he listed all these reasons, and like I one thought, was like he's an old head. He's like uh, sixty something. He did say he's he's getting up there in years, but that wasn't. I don't think that was the. Uh, it was one of them. <laughs> was, but I mean, he talked about you know, hey, new leadership is going to be good. It's going to be good. He's saying, you know, listen, Lifeway has grown yep. and it's grown great, and it's going to take new leadership to take it to the next level. Right. So he's very forward thinking and in think that about regard. This. Under his watch, we got the Gospel Project. Yeah. Like that's the greatest thing to come out of Lifeway ever. Oh yeah. For real. No, no. Like, it really is amazing. And, and we gave it to Aaron to to watch over. Yeah. Don't mess it up. So here, here's here's the thing. For a guy that headed the the institution when they were making the biggest strides ever, uh, he still says, like, you know what? That doesn't mean that I'm the man That's forever. Right. I'm here for a time. That's he also right. said things like, I want to spend more time in these years, you know, probably his twilight years. Uh, I want to spend more time with my, with my family. With he my wants grandkids. to be with his, yeah, his wife foremost, his, his sons and their wives, and mm -hmm. his, I think he said eight grandchildren. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah, I mean, that all makes sense. All these things. He's like, I want more free time to spend time with them. All, everything he listed was good. And he said, I also want to continue to help local churches go through revitalization. Correct. Spend more time on that. And, I mean, if, if you looked at the footnote, uh, he also said he's hoping that we'll give him a job. 
And I'm not sure, Tom. If there's an got, internship, uh, Tom. Yeah, there's an internship. You could start there, and we'll see where it goes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe Tom. Maybe. So why did you want? To, why did you want us to talk, do a, an episode on this? Because finally, someone left well and wasn't forced out. <laughs> like, someone didn't leave because of a scandal. They didn't so burn it down. Didn't burn anger, it down. Yep. Didn't uh, uh, didn't get forced out. It was it was like everything you hope for as a pastor, I think as a pastor, or even as, right. a, as, as an employee, yeah. that when you transition or when you move on, like, you leave well. And you don't that, want it, yeah. That was it, man. I, I saw that, I'm like, finally, the elder statesman had to show us how it's done. Yeah, man, Gramps knows best. Gramps knows best. It, like, he did Patterson this thing. Oh, was that good? Yeah, that's good. Come on, I that like that, good. I'll that pound that. <laughs> so listen, um, so Tom is, Tom is a great guy. Everybody that I know, who knows Tom loves Tom. Yeah. Um, and, and the uh, one person you know is Jordan Howe. And that, that's the only, no, I know a lot of people. Yeah, I, know, who, who, I know, I know, I know a lot of the people that work yeah, there. Who, who, who? Um, yeah, exactly. So continue. So in light of people that have been leaving ministry, uh, yes. in shame or anger or jealousy or whatever, um, you were like, Hey, why don't we do an episode on how we should leave? Well, yeah. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, we're, and we're just riffing here, right? We're just going to talk from our perspective and our experience, and then we're going to we are going to read uh, an article by Mark Dever. But um, we want to talk about how we should leave a ministry position well. Yeah. Uh, but then also, how should you leave a job like mm. your vocation? You know, maybe mm. it's a secular job. How do you leave that well? Yeah. Um, and then we want to talk about how do you leave a church well? Because sometimes people got to transition out of a church, yep. and that is frequently done very poorly. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So, so let's talk about this. So. All right. So uh, what about this? Well, if you're going to leave a ministry position. We, how to do it poorly is, seems pretty obvious. How do you do it well? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, looking at, at Tom, I mean, I think, one, leave when things are going well, mm. right? I think yeah, leave, that's really leave, good. Leave on, leave on the upside. It's easy to leave when things are going down. It's easy right. to leave when uh, numbers start to dwindle. It's easy to leave in the midst of conflict, right? Mm-hmm. It's easy to, to leave. And part of me gets frustrated when I see young guys or old guys or anybody, any pastor, that leaves a ministry position when the ship is sinking. And right. essentially you've just said, I'm abandoning, figure this out yourself. Yeah. Right? That's not how how could you shepherd a group of people for so long, I'm hoping, mm-hmm. right? That you've shepherded them for some time, supposed to supposedly love them, care for them, want to see their well being. Mm-hmm. And then at the at their moment of need for direction and clarity and shepherding, you say, bye Felicia. Yeah. Right? That to me is I, I, it, I'm dumbfounded by that. Yeah. Right? Well, it, it, it demonstrates a lack of, of care, yeah. uh, a lack of love for the people that, yeah. that, you're, that you're with. I think another thing... Hey, hold on. I want to just... Uh, just okay, no, keep, but please, Jimmy, please keep talking. No, I'm going to keep talking about this because I think uh, the flip side of that, though, is maybe you're, maybe you're burnt out or maybe you've been abused at the church, right? That, that's, that's not what I'm talking about here, right? If, if you're burnt and if you're needing help counseling-wise, if you have been abused... I'm sure there's going to be others that are counseling you saying, listen, maybe you do need to take a step back for the, the health of, for your own health, for the health of your family. Right. right? And that's, that's not what I'm talking about here. And even then you're still going to, you're still going to transition out well. Yeah. Right. And so like, that's, that's something that I would say is like, if you're going to leave a ministry position, make sure that you are helping with the transition as much as you can. Yeah. You know, you, you, to, to cut and run quickly, um, doesn't only demonstrate a lack of care for people, but it's going to create a lot of problems. Yeah. You know, whether that is, uh, you know, a gradual, 
uh, kind of moving away from it, or whether it's a timeline that you've established. I'm going to be here, like you know, like uh, Tom, Tom Rainer did. Like, I'm, well, as soon as you got somebody, I'm going to help with that transition. But in, in a year, I'm going to be gone because you exactly. know, I, I can't do this forever. So I think transitioning, like uh, helping with the transition, is a, mm-hmm. is a really important thing. I and, think being transparent. Yeah, I was why thinking the same leaving, right? thing. Yeah, see, we're on the same. Tell the page. truth. Tell the truth. Don't tell lie. why you're leaving, right? If you're struggling with something, if uh, if there's if there is some unresolved issues, talk about it, right? Talk right. about it. Um, if you've got some concerns with the leadership structure, if you've got some concerns with with the elders themselves, you deal with that because you're only helping them get better for the next guy. You're all, you're you're setting the next pastor exactly. or the next person up for success, right? And I think Joe and I, we've talked about that just on a personal level. Oh, yeah. When we talk about processes and procedures. Right. You know, like, you know, oftentimes when we talk about stuff and, and Joe will say, well, I don't need that or this isn't important now. And he's right. Because, you know, uh, as a church, we are very healthy. But what about that one point where Joe's no longer there and there is an issue? We got to prepare for uh, for any other strife that might come up. Right. And I think, you know, in most cases, when you're, when you're leaving a ministry position, um, you know, you want to celebrate what God has done. You know, you want to be yeah. able to say, look at the things that God has done and how he used all of us together to accomplish these great things. That's right. Um, you know, to celebrate that uh, shows the people that, like, you're not leaving because nothing's happening. Uh, God's calling you out. Uh, to from this ministry into something else perhaps but he's doing so after he had accomplished everything he wanted to accomplish yeah. through you with that team so I think celebrating what has been accomplished is really good that affirms the people mm-hmm. um, and, and it helps them to see that uh, this was not you know all for nothing no you know, some people are there for a short period of time some people are there for a long period of time but that is going to help with uh, with, um, with I think with the transition itself it'll help yeah. with that if you're um, if you're celebrating I think for all these, I'm just going to give one now that I think applies to all three of them. And I think uh, it's not to be done rashly. It's not to be yeah. done uh, quickly. I think Because you're mad. Because you're mad, exactly. <laughs> I think that if you're, um, if you're thinking these things through, uh, you should be prayerfully considering them. And it mm. shouldn't be a weak decision. It, you know, like it, should, it should take you longer than, than a, a month or two months to decide whether right. it's the time for me to go, right? So... It, you need to be patient when making this decision uh, because something might be up. And so in the midst of that, I think the transparency part, if you're already sensing something, share that right away because maybe it'll get resolved and then, okay, we all move yep. forward um, rather than blindsiding people at the end. Uh, that's really good. I like that you said that, you know, take time and pray because I think a part of that would also be get, get some counsel and talk to people about it because I've talked about it before, but there was a time when I was having this like mental health crisis and I was burned out and I was, you know, afflicted with a lot of anxiety and it got so bad. I thought like, I better, I better leave the church. Like not the church, but I better leave my position as lead pastor, not because there was a scandal or, or any sin problem, but because I was afraid that I was going to mess everything up. And I remember talking to different people about it, and everyone told me, "Don't do that. Yeah, you've got to deal with this issue." But that is not the answer. Uh, my wife actually told me on the phone. I called her kind of in like one of those one of those an- anxious moments, and I asked her. I said, "Like, what if I resigned?" You know, would you follow me? You know, and I've, I, I already know that she's going to say yes. She said, oh, Joe, I'll follow you anywhere. But 
it's not God that wants you out of that church. It's the devil that wants you out of that yeah. church. None of the people want you out of that church. So you shouldn't be thinking that way. Instead, you got to figure out what the problem is. So I think mm. what you said, Jimmy, is really good. Pray, be patient, and I just want to tag on. Get counsel. Talk to people about you know what you're what you're thinking, what you're going through, whether it's a hardship or whether it's restlessness or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Talk to people. Get, talk to people who are who have insight that you aren't going to have. Yeah. Right. Yep. But what about? What about people that aren't in ministry, right? Which is most of the Christians out there. They're mm-hmm. they're not in a vocational ministry position. They have jobs. They have vocations. That you know, they're 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 garbage men. They're lawyers. They're nurses. They're doctors. They're teachers. You know, they're artists. They're, what about them? Like, they're gonna transition out of their job at some point, probably, maybe a few times. Mm-hmm. And you know, especially how well, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, it. especially young people uh, have a tendency to. Uh, quit and run pretty quick oh yeah right like they'll just they're out they got a better opportunity yeah and they're gonna split yeah um how should they leave a job because you run a big company yeah yeah um how how would you like your employees to leave that job and and why is it important especially for christians to do so yeah i mean i think uh, i would hope that for a lot of things we talked about with the ministry position I would hope that there'd be transparency. Yeah. I think that if there's any grievances that they would share that so I can try to make it work. If they do have a better offer, I'd like to be able to try to match it or exceed it. Because especially if they're they're really good employees, I want to keep them, right? So I want to be able to have that opportunity. Um, I think also in this, uh, I think give... You know, your notice, right? How like much if, notice? I think two weeks is, two weeks, two, is that's good. pretty standard, right? That's, that's pretty still, standard, that's still two weeks. Okay. I mean, you could do one week, but two weeks is good. I, I appreciate that. And even when I'm hiring people and, and I'll ask, okay, well, when do you want to start? It's kind of my test. If they tell me I'll start Monday, I go, all right. Because if you're going to cut and run yeah. from your pl- your current place that fast, you're going to do the same yeah. to me. Like, do, you, do you not have a job right now? Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> or know, do you have a job and you, you just have don't a job care? and you just don't care? That's it. So, I mean, I'm hoping that they'll say, well... I'd like to give them notice. I'd like to give them a week, at least right. a week, maybe two weeks. And I'm like, I can, I respect that. I'll wait for you on that. You know, why, why is it important to leave your secular job? Well, as a Christian, well, because I think, um, hopefully, I mean, I, you know, that people know that you are a believer that, uh, that you love the Lord. And, uh, so I think it's a witness, it's a witness right. to the glory of God. And let's just say they don't know, let's say they don't know you're still a witness uh, in that community, in that in that vocation of of God's care and and God's influence in your own personal life, right? Um, and so I think ultimately it comes down to you're your, you're a witness to the glory of God, uh, to what God has done in you. And so leaving well is really important. If you're you know if you're cutting and running, if you're leaving and not being transparent, if you're grumbling and you're angry. Um, I mean, these all, uh, this all reflects the Lord that you serve. Right. And I think, you know, not only should we say, this is like, you know, be careful how you leave because of the witness. That's really important, right? Cause you represent Christ. You're an mm-hmm. ambassador for Christ at your vocation. Um, but also because that your vocation is something God has called you to. And now maybe he's only called you to that for a time. Exactly. But he has called you to that. And, you know, it says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So 
whatever you do in your work, you're working for Jesus. That's right. Above working for your boss. That's right. And so like, and you say, well, I'm not working, I'm quitting. Okay. But that's the last thing that you'll do in your employment. And that's so right. like, even you have to honor the Lord in your quitting and you're leaving because right. it, it all reflects on him and it either will honor or dishonor him. And then like you said, Jimmy, it's going to reflect to a lot of other people, mm-hmm. uh, something about you and like, wow, you know what? They were here. They were all in. They were hardworking, but they cut and run as soon as they had the chance. So they're phony. They're fake. They're not real. And that's what Christians are like. I'm out. Yeah, exactly. And so along with uh, we talked about it with the ministry position about, you know, Tom Rainer transitioning. Well, it's the same thing here. If you've given your two weeks notice, work hard for those two weeks. Don't uh, don't don't act like it's senior year last two weeks and you got senioritis and you don't care anymore. No. Right. Come in on time. Still be, you know, well-groomed and respectable and work hard, right? right? And, and make sure that you're setting up, you know, you're, guy. You're, you're setting up the next guy or girl. And, or girl and you're transitioning some of those tasks that maybe you're doing that the, the next person is not going to. Yeah. So that you're setting up your coworkers for success. You want, to, you want them to walk into your work area and go, wow, this thing is set up. It's ready mm-hmm. to go. Like they didn't leave it like a like a like a like a pit exactly because you know, you're leaving you know you, it's it's a pretty selfish move but it's really common I think we're, I think that's kind of our natural sort of default look it doesn't matter I'm leaving yeah it doesn't matter I'm, just, I'm, I'm not getting you know and here's the thing you are getting paid I was gonna say yeah, yeah you are getting paid you're pay, getting paid for that last you're two getting weeks. paid to leave that job in order exactly so you know leave it well in that regard so Joe before we start talking about the church though right I mean one of the things we wanna we wanna leave with people here. We want to leave well in letting you know. You're struggling with the transition. I am sure struggling. Well, oh, I should have went transition. I should have said, should have said, speaking of transitions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's transition to how, our How about that? NIV sponsor. Study NIV. Look, guys. Look at theology study Bible. Look, you, you know we love the Bible, and you know we love Bible resources, and we are really excited about Zondervan's NIV Biblical Theology Study Bible. Um, it's, it's going to unpack God's redemptive plan yep. as it unfolds throughout all of Scripture. So, you know, basically what you're looking at here is D.A. Carson and a team of 65 scholars that have contributed to over 20,000 study notes, and there's 28 new articles mm. on biblical theology that are going to help you see all of Scripture, how it works together, and each of those major themes are taking shape throughout through progressive revelation. This is a good resource for you, especially if you're new to biblical theology. It's a great place to start. Oh, yeah. Um, and in fact, you know, one of the contributors is... Dr. James Hamilton, oh, who yeah. is preaching at the 2019 Doctrine and Devotion Conference on Biblical Theology. My goodness, it's going to be so you good. You know, they can register for that. But this, this is Zondervan's time. This is Zondervan's time. Don't, 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 don't talk about drvotion.com slash conference. No, no, that would be, we want to step on Zondervan's toes. Exactly. So instead, right now, go to <laughs> whatisbiblicaltheology.com. If you go there, you can actually read three of those 28 articles in the um, Biblical Theology Study Bible. Check it out for free. Uh, and then... Go buy that sucker. It's oh, going to be good. It's going to be great. Go order it now. So, Joe, we've talked about ministry. We've talked about uh, your job or your vocation. Right. What about leaving a church? Because that's that happens all the time. Oh, and it's, I know I've done it myself, right? So that's why it's it's frustrating for me as I look back on on um, in my youth when when I've left a church where you just stop showing up, or I've just stopped showing up, yep. right? No communication, no rhyme or reason, just poof. Just gone. I, I did that. I was going to a church. This is the church that I came to Christ in, right? Or I, I came to Christ and then started going to that church. Um, <laughs> and those, those Christians loved me unconditionally. They were supportive and they were encouraging. They were kind. And the longer I was there, 
the more I, I kept running into some theological differences. You know, I just, I was, I was becoming more reformed and they yeah, were yeah. not a reformed church. And so I was noticing this and there wasn't any um, antagonism or anything, but it was a little, it was a little weird. And eventually, eventually after I had seen the differences, I finally said, you know what, I'm going to start going to a different church. Now I was a member of this church. Yeah. I oh. become a member. Oh. And, uh, and then I, I, shortly after that started going somewhere else. And about three weeks later, I get a call from one of the pastors and he's like, Hey Joe, um, man, we were praying for you and we just noticed that you haven't been around and we just wanted to check in and see how things are going. And I was like, Oh, Hey pastor, sorry, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to a different church. I'm checking out some things, you know, I'm looking at this church and he's like, really? And he's like, what church are you looking at? And I went, Oh, it's this other church over here. I told him what it was. And he goes, okay, that makes sense. I understand that. He said, listen, you think we could meet up for coffee real quick? You know, I just want to chat with you a little mm-hmm. bit about it. And I said, sure. So we met. And the short of it is, he said, look, um, I explained why we were leaving. And he goes, look, uh, we know you, we love you. And we know that you're passionate about theology. And so you say you want to go to a different church because you have theological differences. We understand that. And we yeah. will send you. We love you. But you left. You abandoned us. You didn't say a word, man. It's like you didn't care. Mm. He called me out hard. Now, he was nice about it, but it yeah, was a praise hard. God I was for that. so convicted. I was like, oh, my gosh. I blew it big time. It's not how you leave a church. No. It's not how you leave a church. So That's often how people do. Yeah, we just, we'll just, I'm going to go. It's like, it's like anything else. Well, I'm not going to shop there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't like that place. Yeah. Like, you know, like I got certain restaurants are on my list. They're on oh. my list. I got a long list of name, places. Name one restaurant on your list. I have to think about it because it's not like I look at the, I don't go to those places anymore. But I would say, a, oh, um, El Puente. I don't go there on my list. On your list? El Puente. Now, do you stop going to – are some of those restaurants on your list because they do square cut pizza instead of pie cut? No. Well, I'll say this. If they won't do pie cut, they're on the list. Yeah. <laughs> they got to do pie cut. So um, – so that's not how you want to leave. If you want to leave, there are some things to do. Actually, there's an article uh, that Mark Dever wrote. Actually, it's, it's from his book, What is a Healthy Church? It's the first time I read this. So I read What is a Healthy Church when it came out. And on page 57 of that book, um, he says, here's what you need to do before you leave a church. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to link to that in the show notes. You can read it online. So he says, before you decide to leave, here are six things that you should do. Number one, he says, pray. Oh, yeah. That's Very a, important. <laughs> shouldn't, you shouldn't have to say that. But we do. We do need to yeah, say it. Yeah, we need it. to hear it. I need to hear it. I need to, you pray. Pray about it. Like, why, so why are you leaving? What's your desire? Where's mm-hmm. your heart? What are your needs? Um, talk to the Lord about it, right? He gives wisdom to those who ask. So that sounds like a pretty basic thing, but it's so basic we tend to forget it and we, oh, yeah. we don't do it. We think we know best and that's we're just right. going to go do our thing. So that's the first thing, pray. Number two. Let your current pastor know about your thinking before you move to another church or make your decision to relocate to another city. Ask for his counsel, right? So He's your pastor. Exactly. So even the stuff that you're talking about there, right? The, the things you're talking about, about uh, your pastor coming to you and saying, hey, man, you just abandoned us, right? right. Like you should be able to, to talk to your pastor. If you're, if you're willing to leave, then, you know, be, be bold enough to talk directly to the individual and say why what's going on what you're thinking yeah have conviction have yeah. courage like you so you're so convicted you're going to leave the church but you don't have enough conviction to actually talk to your leaders mm-hmm. to stand up in front of them and let them know face to face yeah that's that's called being a coward it's yeah. called being a big baby head yep yeah, don't, it's called being a joe no well, i did it that that's what you did yeah, yeah. Oh, i totally did it's that it's called being a joe i, I totally i totally well not anymore though yeah go continue joey it's being an old joe being a young joe dang it <laughs> um, number three, uh, Mark Dara says, weigh your motives. Mm. Is your desire to leave because of sinful, personal conflict or disappointment? Uh, if it's because of doctrinal issues, are these doctrinal issues significant? 
Man, I know people that leave churches because of one weird doctrine. Mm. They will they will get all crazy about it and then just take off because of one thing. Um, I think this is really good. Like, where's your heart? Why do you want to go? Yeah. Um, you and know, I think what's really important is this doctrinal reason. Is that is that significant? Right. right? So, like, okay, reformed guys. Sometimes, like, uh, you'll find a church who maybe doesn't believe that it is a violation of the second commandment to have depictions of Jesus in their literature. Mm-hmm. And you're going you're gonna to go out. All right, so maybe that is significant enough for you. Uh, ultimately, it's going to come down to your conscience and everything. But maybe it's not. You know, maybe, maybe you're a little uptight. Are you really looking for the perfect church? You're going to find a church where you agree with them on every single possible thing that they believe or do? Mm. Not going to happen. Absolutely is not going to happen. So um, you really got to weigh your motives here. I love that, that Deborah says this because this is especially true for those of us in the Reformed community. Uh, number four, do everything within your power to reconcile any broken relationships. This is, this is really important. This is biblical. Yeah, exactly. I mean, make sure before you go that, that you squared away everything, that you've forgiven those that may have hurt you, that you've sought forgiveness for those that you've hurt. Um, don't just cut and run when relationships become hard. Yeah, I mean, that's... Oh, that's just so easy. It's what we do, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to block that person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to unfriend them. Like, this got weird. And you can't do that. Oh, in man, the I know world. one person that's like, unfriend me twice. But I, I friended you back. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually, always a third. Actually, actually, you did do that before. But you're know. not the one. Yes, you did. You're like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, man. I'm like. Oh, you're so, on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, Twitter. I'm like, oh, dude, look. I finally got 100 followers. You're like. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, 99. I'm like, what? What just happened? It oh, was yeah. Joe. That's me. That's a, that's a Joe move right there. Yeah, I think that's really good. It's a biblical thing, obviously. Number five, Deborah says, be sure to consider all the evidences of grace that you've seen in the church's life. Places where God's work is evident. Mm. If you cannot see any evidences of God's grace, you might want to examine your own heart once more. In other words... There's got to be some good that's going on there, right? Stop being a hater. Mm -hmm. Listen, just because you have a problem with the church in a particular locale doesn't mean that God is not at work, that God isn't using them. Uh, If if you've become a hater, then you are definitely the problem more than the church is. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I think that's a really good thing. Look carefully. How is God at work there? You should be able to talk about it so that when you do leave, you can give an honest answer and say, you know what, I left because they don't really preach uh, expository sermons, uh, and that's really what I think is important for, you know, maybe that's what your conviction is. Mm Mm-hmm. But, you know what? I do see people changing. I do see lives being changed. I do see people coming to know Jesus. And so you got to be able to say that there are good things happening there, too. Yeah, number six, be humble, right? And so making sure that you understand that you don't have all the facts and you don't have all the access, you know, like you don't have all the facts and, and to accept, you know, like you can't. I think sometimes often, especially younger reform guys, and I'm talking about people like me, right? Yeah. Uh can be so bullheaded in thinking that I know every situation perfectly and I know how they did it wrong and what they should have done right. right. And because they didn't do it the way I wanted to do it, to assess the situation, right. uh, I am just going to cut and run. You know, like this is how a lot of church plants start and then fail. Yeah. Homeboys like, this church can't do it right. I'm going to go do it right. We're going to finally start a church where they're doing it right. Everybody's oh, doing it wrong, we're especially going, this one. We're going back to the first century. We're going to go. We're go we're, we're <laughs> I gonna, always hate that. You really going to go back to the first century? Really? You're really going back to the first century? Hey, you know what? I'm going to go to the 22nd century. I'm going forward. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm going. Yeah, that's why we A29. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we invent chapters in the Bible. <laughs> 
man. It's like, you know your church is going to fail. And listen, I've watched them. I have watched them over and over again up close. I've seen them where they're like, we're going to go out. We're going to start this church because this, our church isn't doing it right. And they go out and it doesn't work. So be humble. I think that's a really good word. Now, Dever continues and he says, and listen, if you are going to go, if you ultimately decide that you do need to leave, he has three pieces of advice. Number mm. one, do not divide the body. That's right. So, hey, church planter, mm-hmm. don't do that. Don't yeah. like, hey, man, you see how crummy this guy preaches? Uh. You see how he, like, he uses, you know, he uses the, the message? And, mm. uh, and we, you know, we're not done with that. And he's not, he's not a five-point Calvinist. He's oh, only man. a four-point Calvinist. Oh, and man, he no longer has Sunday school. Uh, he ditched Sunday he school. Ditched Sunday school. We're going to get back to Sunday school. We're going back to first century. First century. When they first didn't century. have Sunday school. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look, man, um, you've got to be careful. I'm going back to house church. We're a house church. We're yeah. going to really focus on relationships at our church. Well, you know what? We're not going to plan anymore. It's going to be organic. Oh, I love oh, that. I hate that one. Oh, I love one. organic. Because oh, it's, it's, it's a euphemism for like unplanned. It's just <laughs> I know, it's just no like, strategy. It's just another word to say lazy. <laughs> like, it really is. It's like, I don't understand it. I understand the sense of like organic relationships. Like people are going to start. They're natural, they're real. I know. But even then though, they're intentional. That's why you join a CG or a DG is in that group. You're hoping to, to intentionally build a relationship closely. Look, just go to your house church organically and let it become organic when it fails and crumbles to the ground. Here's an organic thing. Yeah, if you're going to like plant a little seedling in your yard, you want to plant a little tree, you know what you got to do? You got to put a little stick next to it and you got to put a little little thread around it. It holds that up straight so that it mm. can grow organically, yeah, but it needs a little bit of structure around yeah, it. You got to water it. Huh? Hey, there's some, there's some, you know, you a little, little, some, some nitrates, Nit- right? Some sulfates, some, some, uh, miracle grow. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't grow I really, I My really wife does that. I really don't know if sulfates was the right word. <laughs> so I think that's in like uh, turkey. No hot dogs. Hot dogs have sulfate. Yeah. So can I just cut up hot dogs and put them out there? I think it'll work. Would it grow a hot dog tree? I don't know. I've never tried it. Well, let's try it. Hashtag hot dog tree. Hot dog tree. All right. All right what so, about number two? If you're gonna go, yeah. Uh, take the utmost care not to show or not to sow discontent, even among your closest friends. So mm. if you're leaving. Don't try to assemble your crew with you. Don't badmouth everybody on oh, your way gosh. out. I know you're trying to, hey, I, hey, church planter, you know who I'm talking to. I know you're trying to build your core team, but don't do it by sowing discontent among your friends. Like, they may not have a problem that you have. Exactly. You're try and poison they might not have seen that same thing. And here they, you are just, yeah, like you said, poison. It's just sowing discord. It just, it's nuts to me. And so he goes on to say, deny any desire to gossip. Uh, sometimes referred to as venting or saying how you feel or oh, oh, keeping can, it real. Yeah. Oh, can you pray for me as I'm, as I'm working through these struggles? I love that one. I'm really struggling with how, uh, how sucky the preaching is here. Uh, mm. Could you pray for me? Could you pray for me and <laughs> my heart in this? It's like, oh, I never realized the, 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 preaching, the preaching was so was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Maybe let me think about it and start critiquing it. Can, 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 you, can you pray for me? Because I really, I'm struggling with uh, the pastor's uh, bad habits and his bad attitude and his bad character. I'm struggling with that. Really and, struggling with, uh, with how uh, the pastor doesn't have, I don't have access to the pastor as, you know, as close as I want to. I feel like he, I, I'm struggling with the fact that I don't think he loves me, mm. and I, and, and, but, he, but he doesn't actually love me. So could you pray with me? Can that, you, can that, you pray with me? It's just no, so not weird. Like, I, I just don't get it. Oh, no, you know what? I do get it. That's a problem. I do get it because I've been there. Right. And, but now so, you've evolved. Oh, I'm so much yeah. better than you. <laughs> so much better than you. And that's a, that's a plural you. He's yeah, saying that, you that, all. That's all of you. Yes. yes. <laughs> Not just Joe. I'm talking about all y'all. All right, Joe, number three. Uh, pray for and bless the congregation and its leadership. Look for ways of doing this practically. And if there has been hurt, then forgive. 
even as you forgive. So, or have been forgiven. Um, yeah, and listen, obviously there, there are obviously. going to be those rare exceptions when a church is toxic and the leadership is poison and you've got to go nuclear. You've, you've got to call everybody out. You've got to, you, I mean, if you've tried everything that you can do. I did that once. How'd it go? Um, did you yeah. Kim Jong-un that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I feel like I went more in there like Trump. You were Trump, yeah. I, I went more, I was more Trumpian. Yeah, so it was, listen, um, there are exceptions when a church is truly toxic and poisonous. It's not a church. It's a synagogue of Satan. It's a cathedral of corruption. Okay. <laughs> it, fine. Okay. Most of the time. No. You're just leaving a church that's not perfect. That's right. So uh, try, try and bless people on the way out. Be cool. Be chill. Yeah. And so and be chill with us. I already know there's a handful of you that hate what we just said because we're talking about you. Yeah. You and, know who you are. Uh, we know who you are. Jared Wilson. Okay. <laughs> He would, he would never do that. He would never do that. Never do that. Way too nice. Maybe though. <laughs> well, it's, it's the seed is in there. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, he's, I, Jared, I am praying for you. I, I received your uh, your text. I need you to pray for me because uh, would you, Jimmy, would you pray for me? Because mm. I'm really, I'm just, I'm struggling with with Jared's uh, like terrible attitude toward me online, and I just feel like you know it's hard for me to handle how are you how disrespectful talk- he is. And, are you talking about that uh, one gif? Or that one meme that he put? No, I'm just making stuff up. So I can no, I'm, you know, no, you're talking about on Twitter where he made that. Oh, what did he say? He said our podcast has bad form. That's it. Yeah. yeah there yeah, you I, go. I, perfect example. Perfect example. Yeah. I'm really struggling with Jared's meanness. Mm, so could you mm. pray for me? Yeah, see how I did that? Yeah, I see how you I'm, did that. I'm calling out Jared by asking you to pray for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. a good thing to do. No, no, no. It's you don't find ugly. that kind of advice in the, in the Biblical Theology Study Bible from Zondervan, though. <laughs> you only find good stuff in there. That's right. Where do they go for that, Joe? Uh, well, it's a pretty easy URL. You just go to um, whatisbiblicaltheology.com. Bam. You can't forget that, right? Whatisbiblicaltheology.com. Go there, check it out, and then get on that thing. It's going to be really good. We're grateful. We're honored that Zondervan is sponsoring um, the podcast and the conference that's coming up next year, March May 3rd, 3rd. May 3rd and 4th. Yeah, May 3rd and 4th. March. DrDevotion.com slash conference. We've only got a limited number of early bird seats available, so make sure you register, sign up now. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash DrDevotion. You can head to the website, DrDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content on Fridays. Later. <laughs>